Do you use your intuition? Heck, do you even know what intuition really is? Hello, hello, it is Lara Pereca, and I'm glad you're back. Me too. <laughs> Let's talk about accessing intuition, recognizing it, and knowing the difference between intuition and your thinking mind. Are we better off using intuition at all? Or should we even not look at it? Should we think, no, everything should be logical and we should always use information and logic to make every decision? Well, we all know that a better decision equals a better life. So let's dive in and see. See what you see, not what someone tells you to see. So some people would think, yes, half logic, half intuition is the best. You know, meet in the middle, <laughs> don't be too extreme. But the truth is, every day brings new things and some days you may want to be more logical and other days, my friend, your intuition may kick right in. What is intuition? Is it guessing? No, if you think it's guessing, guess again. <laughs> it is not guessing, it is knowing, but not knowing how you know. That's what intuition is. Now, those that are very logical and think a lot and are left-brained have come up with an idea that it is your right brain that is intuitive because the right side of your brain uses uh, big picture, holistic ideas, is very abstract, is where your feelings are, versus the left side of your brain, which is more about judgment and language and deduction, and it's very sequential. So I think it's rather funny that the sequential logical people would say, oh yes, uh, we have figured it out, and in your brain, the intuition lies in the right side of your brain. <laughs> well, you know, whether it does or doesn't, the truth is, it doesn't matter where it is. It matters that you learn about it and how to use it. Some would say your intuition comes from your energy field. Others would say it is your heart. You know, your heart has a lot of nerve endings. And that's why we say, oh, feel with your heart. Or, oh, my heart told me to go in this direction. Or, I felt that person's energy when they walked in the room. Do you believe we have an energy field around us? Can you feel when someone near you is upset without even looking when they walk through the door? That could be your intuition or it could just be the right side of your brain because that's the side that's abstract and holistic and uses your feelings. Listen, doesn't matter. Let's not get hung up on the specifics because to tell you the truth, most of us, we really don't know. People can have theories and they can guess, but the truth is a lot of this is really, um, we're on the cusp of learning so much new now that it's all new to us. So my motto is utilize versus tolerate. Instead of just saying, well, I believe this and I don't even wanna tolerate what other people believe, let's utilize, let's put all the information together and look, see what we see and come up with the best thing for us, for, for you, the best thing for your life. How many times have you used your intuition? I remember in Spokane, Washington once, I went with a friend, actually it was a boyfriend, and we were in a conference. He had belonged to a, a multi-level marketing, I think it was Amway. Matter of fact, I know it was, it was Amway. And they had all kinds of speakers up on the stage and I was just along for the ride. 
And I felt suddenly as I sat there way in the back, the back like <laughs> nosebleed section, I felt like a brick hit me on the shoulder. And it was a knowingness. It wasn't like God talking to me. It wasn't words, you must do this. Instead, it was a feeling like you have to do this. And the feeling was I had to reconcile with my husband. Now I had been, uh, I was about 24 years old. I had been married for, oh, I don't know. I got married too young. We were 17 when we met and 19 when we got married. I had just turned 20. He was still 19. Anyway, uh, we were together for a few years before we got married. And then when we got married, he started doing drugs and drinking a lot. And so we had our problems. So I left and I had moved to Las Vegas with my family and gone to this uh, Spokane, Washington with a friend who was in Amway. And I'm sitting there and like a brick hitting me on the shoulder, I get this feeling that I have to reconcile with my husband. And I'm like, wow, I start arguing with myself. No, I don't have to. I'm here living my own life. I tried to get divorced, but he tore up the divorce papers. So that's not on me. I am here and this is my life. And instead of continuing to go against it, I asked a few of my friends what they thought. One was a pastor at a church who said, you know what? Go with it. Go with your gut feeling. Go back, look him up, see if he's receptive or not. We had been apart for a year and it was true that he had torn up the divorce papers. So we were still married. It was true that I was young. I was like 23 when I moved away. And I was, so I guess I was 24. Anyway, it was almost 24. Anyway, he was receptive. We did get back together. And of course he didn't want to move to Las Vegas. He wanted to be back in Florida. So we moved back to, instead of Miami, Fort Lauderdale and now I'm telling you this story because I want you to track with me. Some might say, if they listen to their intuition, they might say, well, who knows how things would have gone if I hadn't. But if they don't listen to their intuition, they might say, well, I'm glad I didn't because, and they could create some story. Like he was an alcoholic and a drug addict, so I shouldn't have got back together with him anyway, or whatever. Now the truth is, sometimes you won't know if intuition is right or wrong until a lot of time goes by because you can't see the forest for the trees. If you're in the middle of the forest, you can't see it. You can only see a few trees. You gotta back up, back up, back up. And then you can see the whole picture. So similarly, if you get an intuition and you're not sure if it's right or wrong, immediately give it some time. So we reconciled, we moved to Fort Lauderdale. It was over the summer. I had uh, left a teaching job, but I hadn't resigned because it was summertime and I tried to, but the principal was on vacation. So the secretary told me, call back. So we're in Fort Lauderdale trying to get jobs, trying to get a job. He, he was, and so was I. And I'm in this little Fort Lauderdale apartment. And you know, Miami and Fort Lauderdale are both a lovely place to live. Beautiful sunshine beach right down the street. You can go to the beach every day. And we're trying to find jobs and I'm home and he's off on an interview and I'm standing in this little kitchen of a little rented apartment that we rented a furnished apartment and again here's a second uh, knowing a second intuition I get a feeling I get a knowing it's not a voice it's not words it's not someone talking to me but it is it's a knowing and it was you have to move back to Vegas and I said, no, I don't because I know Fred was my first husband's name. I know Fred would never want to go back there. And I just 
kind of argue with myself, no, you have to go back. And I thought, you know what? If this is true, I said, okay, God, if this is true, and I really must go back, when Fred walks in the door, he'll be receptive. And I know he won't. He hates that place. That's the place I left him for. He would never be uh, up to moving back, moving there. He walks in the door a few hours later. I say, sit down. We need to talk. We sit down on this old rented couch in the rented apartment. And he says, what? And I say, we have to move back to Las Vegas. And to my surprise, I almost fell off the couch. He says, okay, I'm here to tell you that that was the most important step I could have done in my life at that moment, which was move back to Las Vegas. I still had my teaching job. And that year I touched the children's lives that I had that year. I was meant to teach those specific kids. They were lined up to be with me that year. And I know it because of the things that happened. I can tell you later all the details, but the kids in that room, Susie, Jaden, Billy, they all needed me. I had to be there for them that year. And when I look back, no one else was right for them and, I, and they were right for me that particular year. So, you know, a lot of people say with intuition, well, how do you know that it's really intuition and not just, you know, you, your thinking mind saying, oh, this is what I want to do. And here's how you know, because it's a strong feeling to do something. It's almost a command. It's a silent knowing. You could get a picture or a symbol. You could have a dream. Or it could be like with me, where it was the first time, it was like a brick hit me on the shoulder, like it almost shook me out of my seat. And then the second time when I just had stood there in the kitchen and felt unknowing, like I knew I had to do something. Here are some more characteristics of intuition. And you know, you can Google it and you'll find these. I'm not the only person who uh, will talk to you about your intuition. As a matter of fact, you probably have stories to tell about times that you used your intuition. Intuition is not scary. When you get the, the, the knowing or you get the message or whatever it is, it comes kind of neutrally, uh, not with a specific feeling. You can create feelings afterwards. It comes as a neutral knowingness. Now you can say, oh my God, what really? And you can create emotion afterwards, but it doesn't come packed with emotion. It's now oriented. It's about now, not about the past or the future. It's about now, like you have a knowingness about right now, you know. It's usually subtle. Uh, it's usually like an urge to do something, but not always. It comes as an overall understanding, like, a, like I said, like a knowing. Now, can you use your intuition for better decisions? Oh, yes, you can. Let me tell you about a time when I was high on my horse. Mentor, teacher of teachers, teacher of teacher trainers, trainer of the trainer. And I decided, you know, I, I uh, actually, we got kind of got thrown back in the classroom because a financial crisis hit. Some of my friends call it the financial tsunami about 12 or so years ago. I don't know, 15 years ago about 15 years ago, and I, I really wanted, I was at a school where I was kind of feeling like a big fish in a little pond, and I, I really wished I could get back to mentoring, but they had thrown us back in the classroom, so the teachers were that I worked with weren't anywhere near as qualified as I, 
and things were going on that I thought, well, let me switch schools. Let me go find a nice little second grade somewhere where I can go under the radar and just get by rather than really use all my gifts and talents that I had been given. And I met the principal, went on an interview. She was a real crab, (laughs) but at the time I didn't know it. All I knew was in that interview, I could tell that she was not very bright. And in my mind, I thought, ah, I could dance, dance, uh, rings around this lady. I can just work here and just kind of finish out my years and get to retirement. And my intuition said, no, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right to take a job you're way overqualified for just so you can skate along and get to your retirement. And you know that your boss is so dumb, you could do whatever you wanted. And it, you know, she wouldn't uh, even be any challenge or problem. I'm here to tell you I should have followed my intuition that time. I was being lazy and selfish and going along with what my spouse had wanted and just kind of thinking, yeah, I'll just kind of go under the radar. And had I listened to my intuition, I'd have said, no, it just doesn't feel right. There's something wrong with this. And I'm here to tell you that was a year from hell for me, a year of sheer what did I get myself into and so anyway I should have followed my intuition there now here's the thing it brings awareness every time you do or don't follow your intuition every time you get an intuitive feeling or thought and you do or don't follow it it can bring you more awareness as to what it's like when it's really your intuition and whether you should listen or not you know how 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 much of what's going on is really intuition? Because sometimes we could just say, you know, I just feel like having ice cream. Oh, well, you know, it's bad for me, so my intuition is telling me to have ice cream, so therefore my intuition is wrong. Well, now, come on. Every feeling you have is not intuition. Sometimes you'll have intuition go along with feeling, but obviously you can have feelings that are not associated with any intuition. So what could you do if you used your intuition more? Could you be more like the people that we love and respect and admire and that are heroes and that they've written books about and that they say, I could have never in my wildest dreams uh, had the life, lived the life I did if I did not trust my gut and go with my intuition. Would you like to be more like them? I would. Uh, Shannon Ray, who is a Las Vegas, um, I can't really call her a friend, associate of mine, says, efforting is an act of avoidance. Let me say that again. Efforting, using effort, is an act of avoidance. And her motto is more to make you realize it's not so much about trying all the time. She's not the only one who says this. Sometimes we try too hard to do things and we get so caught up in thinking about the pros and the cons and all the things that our thinking mind is busy doing, like judging and and using sequential thought of steps that we should take and things that we should do. And productivity tips remind me of this side of the brain, the left side of the brain, because it's sequential and you're, you're using your judgment and being logical. And yeah, that is okay, obviously, but it's not the only part of your brain and it is not the only part of your heart and your, your ability to 
tap in to that grander part of you. Some would say God, others would say divine intelligence, others would call it the universe. Whatever you label it, it is that part of you that creates worlds, that created you, that you're a, you're a part of. A drop of water doesn't say, I am separate from the water in the ocean, I am different. It doesn't, it, it is a part. It could be dropped right back in the ocean and totally mix in, or that drop of water could be somewhere else. But you know what? Water runs down, and when I was a science teacher, I taught all the students about how water eventually is going to end up in the ocean. Water runs downward. All right, so accessing your intuition is easier than you think. Now, if you take the time to write down when you used your intuition, you'll realize that you really have and that it has helped you, hopefully. Hopefully that's what you realize. It's a knowing. Sometimes you get a picture. Sometimes there's a situation you're in that brings about this intuition, or maybe a song leads you to have an intuitive feeling. The lyrics of a song could pop up at a certain time that are the answer to the question you've been asking. Maybe in a dream, maybe you have a dream, and in that dream you're like, oh my God, you wake up and say, that's what I know. There are those. I had told you earlier that um, are very logical, logical and will say, you know, intuition lives in the uh, right side of the brain. And But there are those who are very holistic and they would say that intuition is more of a, a quantum in nature and that it's, it, it is not a part of time-space reality which is why you can get intuitions and you can it cannot be tied to time and space there's like no mental explanation for it no mental explanation for if you were to get a a um feeling that oh my gosh this is the the solution to the equation that the scientists have all been working on and I've been helping them work on. I better run back and tell them. You know, no mental explanation, but you suddenly know. uh, And you can research this. I'm not making this up. Um, You can suddenly know the answer to a problem you've been working on. It's neutral emotion. I told you about that initially. Um, It's a guidance that's nonverbal. We said that already. Sometimes you can react with emotion or even physical reactions like your heartbeat can start beating really hard. And uh, I remember once getting on the phone with a mentor of mine and expecting a different result. I was just expecting a regular phone call and the emotion that came through the phone was like a wave that almost knocked me over. And it actually set my body up for like a faster heartbeat. Like, whoa, what is going on with this strong emotion? Intuition is not about steps or a plan or, or anything like that. It's more one piece of information at a time. It's more like a piece of information. So here is a great analogy to help you understand emotion compared to logic. Let's say you want to go somewhere. And I got this from Christina Lopez. And I know there's a million Christina Lopez's, but, but one gal named Christina Lopez uh, shared this. If you're driving a car and you have a GPS and you want to get from point A to point B, you might look at your GPS and look at the whole route and then you see each step of the route and then you've got the plan and then you put the phone down next to you and you hit, you know, um, whatever button you hit that says, okay, go ahead and let's take the route. And as you're going along, you're told how to get there. Now let's compare that 
with you being more of a co-pilot than the pilot. Let's repair that, uh, compare that to you or I kind of like, I mean, she talked about a car, I kind of like an airplane because the co-pilot has to trust the pilot knows what he's doing. And if the pilot says, okay, do this, the co-pilot doesn't say, well, well, wait, I need to see the whole plan first. I need to know every, I need to know where we're going and what we're doing. He doesn't, he says, okay, I will follow. I trust you. I will follow your guidance. And if you say go left, bank left right here or pull up, I will. So I like that idea using the uh, example of a co-pilot. But since we're talking about a car, let's continue with the car. So the first is that you're in charge. You've got your GPS. You know your master plan. You're using your mind to figure out where you want to go. And then you go. Now compare that with I'm sitting next to you and I'm the co-pilot. <laughs> I, I mean, excuse me, I'm the... Um, I don't know, navigator, and you're driving, and I don't tell you where we're going, and I don't tell you how we're going to get there. I just say, right now, get on the expressway, take a left here. Okay, right now, I want you to take the next exit and then make a right. And you're going step by step, giving you plenty you know, of warning so you'll be able to get over into the right lane, but you don't know the plan. You don't know where we're going or where we'll get, when we'll get there, but you're just listening, you know, you're just enjoying the ride and following the directions. That is more like living completely in intuition. The people that say in their wildest dreams they could not have lived the life they did or imagined it if they hadn't used, tapped into their intuition, that's how they live. Now, before you say, whoa, I'm in charge of my life, it is being in charge of your life. Oftentimes, Christians will say, you know what, I'm just a co-pilot, Jesus is the pilot, or whatever religion you're in, some, uh, many religions believe that they are not in charge. They ask for divine guidance daily, and they listen, and they do what they're guided to do. So you could say it is their intuition, or you could say it is God, or Jesus, or whoever you believe in, but they will willingly say they are the co-pilot, they are not in charge of where they're going or when they're going to get there. And boy, is it a less stressful way to live. I'm here to tell you. So how can you tap into that more? Let's say you say, well, I just kind of want to have a balance right now because I'm used to being the boss. Or maybe you're already half and half and you say, no, I want to lean more on intuition. It's about surrender and trust. You know, understanding that you can access your intuition. Other people have. Why not you? Quieting your mind, whether that means going out in nature, whether that means meditation, whether it means hopping in the car. Usually there's less distractions. You're taking the same route you've always taken. I get a lot of my inspiration in the car. A lot, a lot of intuition comes to me when I'm sitting in my car because it's kind of autopilot and I don't really have to think much. One thing you can do is ask a question and wait for an answer. The problem is oftentimes we do not have enough um, patience. We want the answer right now. And if we don't get it right now, we're like, ah, this doesn't work. But the truth is, if you give it time, you just might get the answer to that question. You just might let enough time pass that you look back and say, aha, that's why this was meant to be, and then this happened, and then this happened. I couldn't in my wildest dreams have come up with a better plan. A lot of the wealthy, I guess we can call them gurus now, who are teaching and training other people how to use their mind and how to tap into uh, divine intelligence, will say similarly 
that they have waited for answers. They have been open to listening to that still small voice and tapping into that. And if you don't tap into that, they say, listen, you come up with your goal and then it doesn't matter how you get there. I can't tell you how many uh, spiritual leaders and financially wealthy, you know, financial wealth builders have said this. You make the big, hairy, audacious goal and then it doesn't matter how. Don't try to plan out how you're going to get there. Wait for divine inspiration. It will come and you can never really know how you're going to get there now. If you know how you're going to get there now, your goal is too small. You did not choose a big enough, um, fantastic enough, uh, knock you out of bed in the mornings type of dream. You've got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, well then how you gonna have a dream come true, right? If you don't talk happy and you never have a dream. So listening to the spiritual masters, listening to even the people who talk about financial wealth and business growth, look, you gotta be able to tap in. You can, no man is an island, and yes, other people can help you, but oftentimes they'll lead you astray because they don't know more than you do. The big secret that I see that most people aren't talking about is being unattached to the outcome. For example, four years ago, I thought my life was going to go in one direction, and I followed intuition, and right now, it's not looking too good, but you know what? I'm not worried because I am unattached to the outcome. Oh my goodness, look, this is the direction I'm going right now. I'm not worried because this is what is presented to me. This is what has fallen in my lap right now, and this is where I must be. Everything is exactly as it should be right now at this moment. Just trust. Be unattached to the outcome. Quiet your mind as best you can. And if you want to, ask. Ask questions and then wait for an answer. You never know what answer you might get. Talk to you again soon. Sorry this one was so long, but you know what? Intuition matters because it's your life. The better decisions you make, the better life you will have. Bye-bye.